right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today, uh, I'm actually really excited today about today uh, because today is going to be kind of a hot topic day. So I hope you're ready. Um, uh, and let me preface this podcast, uh, and I'll preface it again later with this. Uh, this is simply my opinion. Okay. Every one of these podcasts, honestly, is based on my opinion and my understanding of scripture. And you should never take what I have to say on the matter as necessarily authoritative. Um, my goal is to help you think through and evaluate your faith and simply to point you to Jesus always. Um, read your Bible, listen to the Holy Spirit, and obey. Just just do those things um, because, again, this is just my opinion and my understanding of Scripture. So, with that said, let's pray and we will get into it. Oh, Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, let your words speak to all of us today. And if I say anything that doesn't align with your will, I pray that you would just please just deafen the ears of those listening to it. Let us hear your words today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so I think that we often think of our lives as Christians um, uh, as a set of rules to be followed, right? Uh, but when we think about our faith that way, it can seem very restrictive. You know, don't do this, don't say that. In the context of this podcast, uh, these words are bad and these words are good. Um, in some cases, it is that simple, but in others, I think there is more of a nuanced approach. Um, and I think the confusion really comes with the adjectives that we see used in the Bible. I want to give you some examples here real quick. Uh, Ephesians 4.29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Foul or abusive language. Colossians 3 verse 8, we uh, mentioned this one last week. Uh, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Language that is dirty. Dirty is the adjective. Uh, Ephesians 5 verse 4 says, Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. All right, so we have these adjectives, right? We have foul, abusive, dirty, obscene, foolish, coarse, etc. Um, what have these adjectives, or I'm sorry, not, uh, we have these adjectives um, and we immediately think, uh, we kind of know what they're referring to, right? Um, talking about the list, you know, the list, um, the list of words we're not supposed to say, you know, depending on your family saying one of these words might have gotten you smacked or grounded or whatever, you know, depending on your family, you might have even added to this list or, um, depending on your family words that are on that list might be used more of like a filler than anything like an, like an, um, to catch up to your thoughts, right? Um, I think in most cases, historically, the words on this list are treated more like uh, the name Voldemort. I said it, um, right? Like in Harry Potter, you don't you don't say that. Why? Well, because because you don't say that. Don't don't say that name. Don't say these words. But and I'm sure this will surprise most of you. Um, I have never been one to simply subject myself to any quote unquote rule without thinking it through without doing my research, without reading. Um, so I've thought a lot about words and their use, especially from a biblical perspective. Um, but before I share my thoughts with you, understand, again, like I said earlier, that these are just my thoughts. 
This is my opinion and my understanding of Scripture. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm definitely not saying I'm right without a doubt in any way, shape, or form. Um, And many people have debated me on this and made very, very good points. And I will also say that not every person is the same in this regard. People will have different personal convictions. And just like it says in Romans 14, verse 23, says, If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Okay? Romans 14, 23. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. And that's the NLT version. So, if you have a personal conviction against using specific words, always lean on scripture and on the Holy Spirit to make your decisions and not on the opinions of others, including me. I'm going to say that again because it's so freaking important. Um, If you have a personal conviction against using specific words, honestly, if you have a personal conviction against anything, um, that you feel is in scripture that comes from the Holy Spirit, always lean on scripture and the Holy Spirit to make your decisions and not on the opinions of others, including me. All right. So there's my preface. Um, With that said, here is why I don't have a problem saying words that are on that list. First of all, words are tools. Okay. They're like money. There's no inherent evil that resides in them. Evil only takes form in their use. Just like money has no root in evil until it's in the hands and the hearts of a man that is not subject to the lordship of Jesus, words are exactly the same. And I believe this is kind of what James was talking about when he uh, says in chapter 3, James chapter 3, verse 7 through 10 says, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out from the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. And I think he says this in direct response to what he says earlier in chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. He says, if you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and uh, genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress. And here's the punchline that I want to focus on. Refusing to let the world corrupt you. Refusing to let the world corrupt you. You know, last week we talked about being in the world and not of the world. And this is definitely part of it. Basically, if you let the world corrupt you, then you will misuse the tools God has given us to glorify him and to lift up people around us. I want to say it again. If you let the world corrupt you, then you will misuse the tools God has given us to glorify him and to lift up people around us. Whether that is money, time, resources, or words, a person corrupted by the world and not under the lordship of Jesus, guided by the Holy Spirit, will misuse the tools at their disposal. Now, I think in part it's because we are mindless when we use them. You know, if you think about a time that your words really hurt someone, I can almost guarantee that it was because you said something in the heat of emotion that you didn't really mean, or you said something with the intent of hurting them. And let me tell you, both are wrong and both are sinful. So, Words are tools that we can misuse when we're not using them under the lordship of Jesus. That's the first reason. Second reason I don't have a problem with saying words on that list is this. Since the Bible doesn't list specific words, 
that we are to refrain from using and instead generalizes them into categories like foul, abusive, dirty, obscene, foolish, coarse, etc. Then society, because it's made up of people, will define what words will be considered to be in those categories. Now, why do I make that clarification society since it's made up of people? Well, it's because the Bible, like we just read in James, condemns language that basically does not lift others up. It doesn't matter what words were used necessarily, if they are used to curse people, to belittle them, or to bring them down, um, to offend them, like intentionally offend them, that is sinful. It's not the words we use necessarily, but it's how we use them and our intentions behind them. I'm going to give you a personal example. And yes, I did get permission to share this, okay? So my family was always a very sarcastic family. Yes, I come by it very honestly. Um, Giving around, insulting each other, you know, lightheartedly, of course, was a regular part of our family culture. It still is to this day. Um, if you ever get to have dinner with me and my family, um, we are all very sarcastic and we're throwing jabs left and right, and it's always fun. Um, and uh, one of the things that my mom would always say, um, even growing up, uh, after I get a good jab in or something like that, had that that had us all laughing was, and just just prep yourself because I'm going to say one of the words on the list. Um, she'd always say, you little shit (laughs) every time. Um, and it may sound weird, but I know that when she said that it was just another way of saying, I love you. And that sounds weird, but I know when she said that, um, it was just another way of saying, I love you. Um, now she still said those words, I love you all the time. Um, but in those moments, um, it was just a different phrase that communicated the same exact thing. She still calls me that to this day. And yes, it's still like an endearing phrase to me um, because you know, the, the, the specific words she used didn't matter as much as how she used the words, when she used the words and the tone she used, the words that communicated the emotion. I felt and always feel loved when she says that. And you can't convince me that she's sinning when she uses that list word. Why? Well, because every time we see words and language brought up in Scripture, it's in reference to how we engage God and how we engage others. And my mom was engaging me in a loving way. And we are to engage people in a loving way. We are to use our words to lift people up and to praise God. The way we do that will look different for a lot of people. If you know that a word or phrase you use um, is going to offend someone, don't, in your freedom, use that word or phrase around them. Because if you do, you're doing it out of selfishness and just without regard to the person you are talking to. But in other circumstances, like especially if you are able to minister to non-believers in a very non-churchy place, um, I think you'll likely make them uh, uncomfortable if you portray yourself to be, quote-unquote, too holy to use such words. Right? If they can't cuss around you, they probably won't trust you with the deeper things they struggle with, and you might not be able to engage them in a deeper conversation about Jesus. Don't let tradition restrict you um, or the things that our society has built. You know, you should only be restricted by conviction and conviction that is through the word of God and his Holy Spirit. Let me also say this. If you are convicted to not use the list words, one, number one, don't use them. Okay. Obey that conviction. 
if you were convicted to not use those words, number one, don't use them. Obey that conviction. But two, don't make others feel they're wrong for using them either. Do your best to not be offended. Them hearing about and knowing Jesus is far more important than the list of words they use or don't use. All right, guys, let's pray. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, speak truth to me now. Speak truth to me now, God. Show me where I might be using my words in a way that does not align with your heart or purpose in my life, God. Speak clearly, speak loudly. Let me hear your voice. Direct me by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to play some music like I do every week. Take some time to pray and listen. Don't let your mind or your heart be misguided, but let the Holy Spirit speak truth to you. Listen to his voice only.
going to close in prayer, but if you want more time to hear from God, to let the Holy Spirit work in you, or even just to sit in His presence, just rewind this, continue to, to focus your attention on the Lord um, and on His voice only. Let's pray. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you for your word. Thank you for assembling the Bible for us to understand you better and to guide us in the, the abundance of choices we have to make in our daily lives. I pray that your Holy Spirit, in partnering with your Holy Word, would guide me always. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.